Hi all, thank you again for coming to the TGAM weekly general meeting. Um, again, we are running through some ideas for season two for the That Guy's a Maniac podcast. Uh, but before we go any further, Farley, I believe you have something you wanted to mention with regards to uh, where the, the podcast can be found. Yes, that's right. Uh, we are, um, just to confirm to everybody in this office meeting, this is how we do things in offices. <laughs> business, business, business. Um, but none of the socials have changed. Um, I thought I'd just tell everyone that nothing has changed. Uh, so you can still find these direct traffic uh, to support the podcast to at that guy's a maniac or one word lowercase on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram etc uh, and remember it's www.thatguys.co.uk i've seen some wvw dots out there oh, hang on hang on francis francis why are you late he's just come in now it's ridiculous sorry man i didn't mean to interrupt you but you know we got these people turning up late all the time why yeah, were you I late did, francis i did wonder where francis was late have you got any, what have you got to say for yourself francis Blizzard? <laughs> Kenneth is also late. Hey, Kenneth. Kenneth. Francis, why are, you, why are you late? Oh, so, sorry, there was a blizzard. Oh. Well, um, I've also got something on the sheet here that says TBC. TBC? Blizzard. Blizzard. TBC? Ah! Oh, this is such a shit premise. <laughs> okay, so on this and, week's <laughs> what are you playing? Thank <laughs> yeah, you, Kenneth. Completely. Let's move on. Let's move on. Kenneth, Thanks, excellent voice work from Kenneth there. <laughs> Better than Francis. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we didn't have budget to stretch to two voice actors. It's, it's, uh... Well, we had enough budget to stretch to two voice actors. Well, yeah. <laughs> there is that. That's a bit. So, in case you didn't get it <laughs> from our extremely amazing intro. Awful skit. Awful, awful, awful skit. We will be talking about the World of Warcraft classic, The Burning Crusade, TBC. Published? 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 TBC? TBC by Blizzard published by Blizzard yeah okay um, but before we do that yes in reverse podcast way because um, you managed to take up the first half of every podcast starting with I'm not going to be talking about World of Warcraft and then talk about World of Warcraft so in that spirit on the episode where we talk about World of Warcraft I've got an announcement no. Bring okay. Back announcements. Announcements. Brilliant. Uh, throwback from season one. Okay. Yeah. It was more of a question. Okay. A question can be an announcement. Um. So something that's got the internet a flutter recently is uh, you may have seen that Nintendo announced the Nintendo Switch Online Plus expansion pack. First of all, put a pin in that. <laughs> all the classics are coming out today. Um, they need to sort their naming out, man. What the fuck? Are you trying to talk to people about this? It's like, oh yeah, the Nindos. Nindo. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pack. Which is nothing. It's like a. You know, it's hardly Game Pass, is it? It's an expansion to the subscription that you pay for. Yes. So currently. How nice in order to play many games online on the Switch, not all of them, some of them are free to play completely, you need a Nintendo Switch online subscription for, in the UK money, that's £17.99 for a year. For 12 months, you can pay for smaller periods of time, I think. Yeah, I think you can do it monthly as well. Yeah, but yeah monthly and free monthly. Um, and that gets you, not only does it get you, you know, so you can play Mario Kart Online, you can play Smash Online. Many online games, you need this to play online. But it also gets you access to 74 NES games. 
50 SNES games. Pac-Man 99, Tetris 99, uh, these kind of 1 versus 99. Uh, 1 there's, versus there's also games. like a Tetris 99 you can buy as well, isn't there? I don't think there is. Um, I think they're exclusive if you're if you're Nintendo Switch Online members. You okay. there's also a thing called Switch Game Trials. Um, so every now and then uh, you can download and play a game for free for normally a couple of weeks, which is quite cool. Uh, and you can buy these things called the Switch Game Vouchers, which is kind of cool. If you know you're going to buy like two big Nintendo titles, which are normally forty nine ninety nine. And buy as many of these vouchers as you want uh, and essentially get those two 49.99 games for 80 pounds or so. uh, 100 pounds uh, which I've I've bought a couple of times I think saving 40 uh, Pokemon Snap was one of them so that's, that's your current deal it's kind of good there was a lot of bitching about uh, you know oh it's all these NES games and all these NES games um, and when it first came out there weren't that many but now there's uh, 124 some of which are not good games <laughs> some, of which about. some of them are quite good games and then they announced this weird expansion pack and I don't really know how I feel about it but here's what you get with the expansion pack just for clarity uh, so with this and we kind of we, uh, we kind of we were maybe we provoked it with our N64 episodes because we were talking about exactly this like it's quite hard to get some of these N64 games well they've never been ported right you can't play them again yeah. Um, so somewhat presciently, uh, they're doing with that expansion pack. You get a similar thing that they've done with the NES and the SNES for the N64, which is launching on October 26th. You get Mario 64, Mario Kart 64, Lilac Wars, Yoshi Story, Ocarina of Time, Doctor Mario 64, Mario Tennis, Operation Winback, and they confirmed that at a later date, at least. And more, they indicate there's more than just this. Yeah, the they'll mask. release them quite similarly to how they've done the NES and the SNES ones. Yeah. Just sort of intermittently, yeah. there will be a new thing for you to look at on that screen. Yeah. So to yeah. wet your whistle, that we've got confirmed Majora's Mask, F Zero X, Banjo and Kazooie, Mario Golf, Kirby 64, Crystal Shards, Paper Mario, and Pokemon Snap. And then on top of that, with this expansion pass, you get a Mega Drive thing as well. Yeah, the Genesis expansion. Oh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mega Drive for the UK crowd. <laughs> yeah, I wonder, I wonder, actually, I was thinking earlier, I wonder if we'll get, if they'll bother making the uh, Mega Drive kind of, you know, text on everything, or whether we'll get the Genesis cover. We'll just have Genesis. They're not, uh, not going to do that work, I don't think. And again, they're, they're kind of indicating here's what you get on launch, but there'll be more and more and more. So it's Golden Axe, Strider, Musha, Shining Force, Sonic 2, Mean Robotics, Mean Bean Machine, Contra, uh, Fancy Star 4, Gunstar Heroes, Echo the Dolphin, Shinobi 3, um, Rise Star 2, and something I've written down, anticipating, I know what it means. Streets of Rage. Streets of Rage ah, 2. Streets of Rage. Streets of Rage 2. Oh, cool. Um, and, and this is the really weird bit that I think everyone's kind of got a little bit confused about, you'll get the free DLC of, as part of this cost, you'll get this weird Animal Crossing DLC, which okay. is like Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer, but it's not a standalone game. You have to have it down for the base game, but you can also buy it separately, but it also comes free. And so all of that... It's just a little incentive to get the expansion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see how much that DLC is because I think one scenario is if you're an Animal Crossing fan, you might as well just pay for this rather than both. Yeah. Or you'll probably have to have an online connection anyway because you're playing Animal Crossing online. And so that's thirty four ninety nine in the UK, which doubles perfectly doubles your price. I think it's a little bit pricier comparatively in other territories. Um, and as so that's per year. That's per year for twelve yeah. months. Thirty-five pounds per year is nothing compared to some of the other online subscription services as well. So I don't think that's terrible. No. And then, like with the NES and the SNES things, they released these ridiculous, expensive controllers we talked about in the podcast, which <clears> I <I've throat> up for. Yeah. And they're doing a similar thing with the N64, and they've hinted that, or they've confirmed that they'll do the same for a Mega Drive Genesis pad. Those are thirty-nine ninety-nine. N64 pad is sold out. Already indicating it quite a few. Well, I got anyways. my pre-order in. 
Well done. I was going to say, who knows? It's Nintendo. <laughs> so it could be they didn't produce enough. Yeah. Um, or it could just be that they produced enough and everyone went mad for it. So just to very quickly step in on that yeah. one, um, the, I'm actually looking at the Nintendo.co.uk uh, information in the Switch um, expansion pack, and it actually has Mega Drive symbols everywhere, so I was wrong. Uh-huh. So they okay. are going Mega Drive rather than Genesis for us. That is good, yeah. Yeah. I'm quite, I'm um, nice, nice touch. Yeah. Yeah. It's always a bit jarring to see, like, the Famicom. What the fuck is a Famicom? Oh. Mm, okay. Actually, it's a weird hybrid. They've got this great big picture of Mega Drive, and they've got a picture of the actual Mega Drive itself. And then all of the box art is Genesis. Ah, oh, fuck them. <laughs> Waste of money. Don't yeah, buy, yeah, don't buy. yeah, yeah. I'm out. <laughs> so, so I guess. I mean, so the as you might anticipate, the discussion has been like this is way too expensive. What's the point? It's very confusing. Yeah. Um, well, it's not expensive comparatively. Not anywhere near as expensive as the. PlayStation or the Xbox Online services, and also any other game services. Well, thirty-five quid a year is nothing um, in the grand scheme of things. So, for getting all those games for free with that thirty-five pounds, I think that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know, you know what people are saying. Oh, <laughs> you're getting all these games. I've already got all these games before. They're charges for old games. They should have just given it for nothing or for part of the seventeen ninety-nine. I think, personally, I'm on the fence, actually, because I picked up Sega Classics, which you can buy yep. on the Switch for £30, um, which has 50 Sega Mega Drive games, and obviously there's a huge overlap. But, annoyingly, from this initial list, more's going to come, not a perfect overlap. Uh, so, Golden Axe, Sonic 2, Mean Bean Machine, Fancy Star 4, Gunstar Hero, Shinobi 3, Streets of Rage 2, and Rise Star are already on Sega Classics. Weirdly, Echo the Dolphin wasn't. Um, and obviously, we're getting things like Capcom games and other games that uh, are not Sega games. Mm. That's a bit frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, if over time I'm just going to double down on these. If I didn't have Sega Classics, I think it would be a complete no brainer. Um, but yeah, I think for people who've like perhaps just, I don't know, I know there are people out like, if they've just picked up a Switch, perhaps, or they've never paid for this, this, this is a great, I think it's generally think this is a great deal. Um, you know, because yeah, you don't have to have a game and for £35 you get all of this stuff. Uh, and I think the N64 stuff, perhaps more so than the Mega Drive games is more compelling on offer than the NES and SNES games obviously yeah but but you know like yeah you, you could I mean you'd sit and have a really good time with those whereas yeah, other, as well, I've I mean, mentioned on the podcast a number of times and written about some of those NES games are weird wacky and just fucking brutal and so far away from what we used to that that and come with really bad documentation uh, that it, I've not sat and played a lot. I mean, some of them I've played a huge amount. Yeah. I mean, I think when it comes to N64 games, you're getting a bit more bang for your buck, which is why you can justify the... What's it called? Um, the higher price, as it were. Um, so I think... Um, yeah, no, I, I'm more than happy to uh, to pay that a little bit more, especially for things like Mario Kart. That is definitely a what's it called? Um, a good fun couch co-op game. Um, I wonder if it will have online capabilities because some of the uh, oh yeah yeah, yeah that's true yeah yeah I I don't think I don't see any reason why it shouldn't yeah I mean that's a good point yeah I mean it's obviously a little bit. Harder than Nes Tennis, for example. Yeah, yeah. Although I'm, I'm sure, like, if if these emulators can do, you know, um, online stuff, then I'm sure we uh, the the Switch can do it as well. That's absolutely fine. I think that's definitely going to happen. 
But that's my opinion. <laughs> that is your opinion. Yeah. And so you 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 will be going for this uh, October twenty sixth. Yeah. I mean, I I I would press the button now to pay more <laughs> uh, if I could. No, I am. I as much as I, I'm not even like an avid user of my Switch, but um, I am still waiting for the Mario RPG to come out <laughs> on the fucking SNES. <laughs> really? Yeah, I am. Um, because when it's on the SNES Mini, you're like, oh, I'm not that bothered actually. I don't have the SNES Mini. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you made a big point about it not being available or anything, and then and then when we found out it was, you were like, ah, nah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not buying the SNES Mini for that. You know, that's far too much. Like, I'd much prefer to have it on the Switch as well. I think that's fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Also, I don't think I could even buy a SNES Mini if I wanted to. Is it not like ridiculously sold out everywhere? They no were for longer. a while, and then they, uh, much like these controllers, actually they were for a while. Although I was always saying that the SNES controllers are still out of stock in the, in the UK. Nintendo. Let's sort the names out, guys. From the UK Nintendo Switch Online members exclusive Nintendo UK shop special voucher thing, where you have to cross link up your. Nintendo online account and your other one in order to see these things. Yeah. The, the SNES controller was out of stock, but the NES ones are back in. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Cool. I thought you'd have more objections, but you're like, nah. No, Fine. no, I, I'm down for it. Like, the N64, I think it hasn't had the love that it's needed over the past, you know, however long since it came out, about 96 or something like that. Um, I'm glad to see it back. I'm also, I pre-ordered the controller because I really like the SNES controller. Don't get me wrong. I have actually uttered these words on here because um, I used um, an emulated version of Ocarina of Time but used a 360 control pad and I was like, oh, this is this is how this game was meant to be played. <laughs> you know. So I'm probably going to be like, ah, oh, this controller's awful, but of course, you can just use the um, the Joy Cons instead, and you'll get perfectly good playability out of that as well. I don't yep. think you'll lose or gain anything from not having the N sixty four controller, but I, I'm getting it because I'm a sucker for it, <laughs> really. Um, and yeah, I'm actually quite excited to have the N sixty four come to the Switch. That being said, I mean the amount of games that I actually played on the N sixty four are not huge um i just have good memories of it and i'm pretty sure my n64 doesn't work anymore so yeah yeah i know i know mine doesn't and it's kind of (laughs) i I got this with the with the nes and the snes lines up line up as well um and when i bought that sega classics uh is getting excited for old games (laughs) right like never never played f-zero x uh supposed to be really good yeah um uh Yoshi's Story. I oh, know that's the really bad one, isn't it? Yeah. There's a really good one, which is Yoshi's Island, the really bad one. Um, Kirby 64, whatever plays. It'd be great to give Banjo and Kazooie another. I'm, I'm annoyed that I'm going to have two versions of Mario 64 on my Switch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we went from none to having two. Well, that's what I feel about the uh, Sega lineup as well. It's really annoying. I mean, I have had it, you know, I have had access to it extra six years there'll be some overlap some not but yeah yeah that's it that's it oh, do, i mean like I, I i do not need another version of ocarina time as well um <laughs> but this, then, this then, version you can play on the n64 control i think of all the games probably uh, uh legend of zelda benefits from most of my n64 controller um really yeah because so much of it was about the he says, having not spent more than five minutes on it. It's all about the C stick and the Z thing and the. Uh, I suppose, yeah, no, no, I, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, because all of the Ocarina was actually using the C stick notes. Yeah, yeah, okay, a hundred percent. Actually, that'd be interesting as to how they're gonna handle that for the Joy-Con. Yeah, and how fucked up you're gonna be if <laughs> you're playing it at home on your N64 controller and then. You know, or somebody else takes over the TV, and you have to 
pull out of the dock. You know. Oh God! <laughs> How yeah, do these yeah. buttons map? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I suppose the C stick will just be the right stick, and it's not hard to know what left, right, up, and down is. Um, True. Yeah. So I, I think that that'll be fine, actually. Um. Anyway, yeah. that's the end of the announcement. Good. Well, that took up how much? It took in, up in in classic World of Warcraft style. Half the episode. Half the episode. Now, cool. <laughs> listen. Uh, let's catch up to where we were La- when last we met. I think. Yeah. You said when last we met in a weird way, and we did a whole bit about that. Um. But when last we met, I think I don't think we've talked about it actually for a while. So I've got three things on my list that you need to catch us up on. Okay. And then go on from there. One, you were really excited. <laughs> Was I? Really? You were really excited <laughs> about pre patch. Yep. And those couple of weeks where there were unique builds um, and amazing combos that never existed before to disappear. Yep. Two, you promised everyone on the podcast you were going to main Warlock and delete your Paladin character. I never said I was going to delete the Paladin character. Okay, he's already, he's already lied to you. <laughs> no, 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 I did not say I was going to delete the Paladin. <laughs> he's I already nev- lied to you. Readers. I never ever would have. But <laughs> Richie half, Richie half promise. Uh, and then um, your thoughts on the end, because of course at one point there was speculation that it would end at TBC, but here we are in TBC. Yeah. So Absolutely. those are your three kickoff points. Catch us up. Let's start off with the first one, which was... Hang on, hang on. For somebody who's got this far and they've not fucking killed themselves, what is TBC World of Warcraft? <laughs> well, classic. <laughs> it is the... So, if you aren't aware, World of Warcraft relaunched from the, str- the scratch a couple of years ago. <laughs> from the scratch? From scratch, yeah. Um, so, basically, they did the classic... Um, World of Warcraft experience to level 60 and they, they sort of um, they being Blizzard have managed to sort of recreate everything as much as they could um, doing that um, the logical step when they went through the process of going through Classic is to now move on to the Burning Crusade TBC uh, which is which- the first big First big expansion, expansion for World of Warcraft, yeah, where it Back took characters to level seventy and added new races, uh, the Drain Eye and the Blood Elves, and also a whole new continent. Um, yeah, and it's basically it's a very very glorified patch on World of Warcraft, but it changed so much about how the game played. It changed like. The classes that were previously not viable were now viable. Every um, class has some niche place in the um, in the group roster. Uh, whether it's even just for P- PvP, but now paladins can actually tank. And paladins can do damage where they couldn't do either of those things in um, classic particularly well. Um, and in fact, they are now like the tank that you want. Um, and things like, uh, you know, um, where druids were a bit, you know, we can tank, heal, and DPS or do range DPS. They were very, very middling with all of them. They've now become really, really good at all of these things. <laughs> so they are very, very sought after. Um, and yeah, everybody got some more new skills. Um, they got some more buff um, abilities. They changed a little bit of the gameplay, so there's no longer the need for um, raid logging uh, because you no longer have world buffs. Did we talk about world buffs before? I feel like we yeah. must have. Uh, yeah, we talked about how absolutely shit the mechanic of yeah. um, raid logging was, which is uh, you can get this buff but you can only get this buff once and so uh, the best way to play it would be to get the buff and then not access your account on your main character yes. until raid day yep. while still paying your subscription 
So yeah, yeah, there was like coordination on Discord for an entire server to find out who was going to put the Onyxia head in and when they were going to do it so people would log on. Then after that, they would go to Booty Bay and get the Zandalar buff and then they would go to Dire Mall and get the their you know other two hour long buffs and then you would log off. And this was a sort of ritual which was basically saying, right, I've done all this, I'm now not allowed to play <laughs> until raid day, whenever that is. Yeah, um, I mean, I, you know, obviously no one's saying you have to do that, but WoW players do particularly want to contrive. Well, yeah, every, everybody's about men relationship yeah, yeah. <laughs> with their game of choice. Yeah. Well, I mean, the other thing is that now we actually have an even worse thing, which is what, which is called... Warcraft logs, which right. basically everybody logs their raiding, and then they get compared to everybody else yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, that's playing the game or has done certain bosses and things like that. So, uh, do you have to do that, or is that something you? It's um, you don't have to, but you uh, do it. Is it a shit? The community is created for itself rather than it is a little bit shit but it also does um it does validate your performance if right. that's anything. anyone would think this is a video game or something i don't know well no no i mean I... <laughs> validating your performance well no for yourself <laughs> but the cool thing about the logs is you can see where you perhaps did wrong and you could do better next time you know it's i suppose it's a roguelike element to the game <laughs> you know brutal yeah um, but it's not like it's not like the guild is gonna say oh guys do you see this guy is underperforming here all they, the time are you like, sure because you yeah. did talk about weeding out people who weren't who weren't good enough for the dad plus no, 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 no! It was not weeding out for that. that That's was, exactly what you said. It is absolutely play the, play not. Play the sound, Francis. Play the sound clip from the episode now. It was a case of there were forty people. Yeah, it went down to twenty-five. So a forty-man raid down to twenty-five. Couldn't keep up their DPS. No, it. it wasn't even about performance. It was just generally about. Where they had been in the guild, how they contributed, you know, do we still need... Yeah, people got cut, but not necessarily for the weeding out reason that you're saying, yeah. Not enough hills. (laughs) Anyway, that that was in my personal experience, that's all. That's not how it happened for everybody. Loads of people... It's very confusing, because that's just what you said. Um, Tell me about pre-patch, quickly, because obviously that's over. Was it a magical time? Uh, it, it was a fun time, it really was, um, because suddenly all of the 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 mechanics that you were restricted by before were just not there anymore, and you're just like, shit, I can do real damage. That being said, it was pre-patch, everybody was doing things and prepping to get things ready. They weren't actually ever doing any raids, to you know, just to do it. What I really wanted to do was just run and raid in exactly the same way, same comp, and see how much better everybody was. <laughs> uh, but I never really got that opportunity. But that was just a weird oh. fantasy in my head. But That's a shame. It, well, I mean, it was a little vacuum that only existed for two weeks. Um, yeah, like a bubble. Yeah. Pocket universe. So they introduced the Draenei, uh, and they also introduced the new skill dual crafting as well. Um, so people were just really leveling their Draenei characters as fast as they could, like plowing through it, getting to level 60 before, you know, <laughs> level 70 opened up as well. Um, so there was that uh, that race was on. Uh, and of course, people who wanted to take up jewel crafting, they had to go back and do all of their mining and get the jewels that they needed to level that up and things like that. Uh, whereas I was just dancing about happy and if I th- I believe I was actually um, uh, doing the quest stacking I think we also left off on that one yeah yeah, yeah. Quest stacking. and you're also um, 
coming up with fantasy level 60 characters on uh, your, uh, an app you had for your phone. Yes, I mean, ultimately I didn't make a million different builds or anything like that. I just straight up with my warlock, I decided I'm going destruction. I'm doing fire destruction, so I just straight up set my entire um, build up minus the 10 levels that I didn't have. I thought, right, okay, that's it. And I didn't change it for ages. It was like, even well into TBC, I still had I hadn't gone back and respect to any point. I just kept it exactly the same. I knew what I wanted and I went for it. Um, but with the Paladin, I got to have a little bit more fun uh, because whoa, I... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Your Paladin? Yeah. You promised... I did not promise. This is nonsense. Complete nonsense. That you'd... If you weren't going to delete your character, you'd never touch it again. And I yep. even said, what about like things for raid logging or like, you know, nah. Done. Locked. Sealed. I, I absolutely did not. Because I always had plans for my paladin. Shaking my head. Yeah. Yeah. Look, 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 I have no idea where you got that from. Paladin was always going to be the money earner for the, for the warlock. Uh, that being said, I actually just had a little bit of fun tanking. Um, so... Once I'd got my uh, Warlock to level 70, um, and I got to the point where I was sort of a little bit raid logging, but I just wanted to play about with the other characters, um, I just did dungeons. I leveled through dungeons, just doing tanking on my Paladin, and it was great fun. Really, really great fun. And again, that was a little vacuum niche that only I really ever got to experience as well. Really oddly, because I had the full tier 3 set which was entirely a healing set um, there was a little change that was made in TBC which meant that everything that had healing on it also gave a little bit of spell power as well, one third um, which actually turned that whole healing set into a very very powerful spell power set and spell power for tanking means really really good threat and it had great armor and it had great stamina on it so basically i just went through the entirety from level 60 to level 70 wearing tier 3 but being able to freely replace it when i had more tanky bits drop uh, and that, that was great fun and I, I i think again it'll only ever happen once ever and very few people will actually experience it that way but yeah it was it was it was good fun with the paladin uh, so, how's it going with the uh, Warlock? Because you said one of the reasons why you want to play Warlock is because Paladin was kind of the classic, the classic, yeah. well, classic <laughs> uh, class, race class. Uh, and then you said the TPC and a Warlock came into its own, and so you want yeah, to. Yeah, it really, really did. It really, really does. And I mean, I have no regrets. Like, my Paladin is there, I flip with it occasionally, but it is nowhere ever going to go near raids or anything like that. It's just going to be a bit of fun. Uh, my bit on the side, as it were. Um, the Warlock has been so much more fun because it is just straight up DPS. Um, I went in um, and I got to level 70. When I hit level 70, the next thing I needed to do was start working on my tailoring. Um, with tailoring, you get three specializations. Um, you get to go for Shadow Weave, you get to go for Spellfire, or you get to go for Primal Mooncloth. Shadow Weave is obviously Shadow Damage, uh, Spellfire is Fire, and... Um, Primal Moon Cloth is healing. Um, and I decided to go down the fire route. The reason I went for the fire route was because. Oh, and this is a little bit of another tangent I'm going to have to go on. Bear with me here, Farley. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure, I've, sure. I've okay. Got a Sudoku on the go. So when TBC came out, we got patch 2.4.3 which is the final patch with all of the bug fixes and things like that that had gone through and there'd been some character sheet changes 
that made them a bit more flexible. Some people got nerfed, some people got buffed. Um, but basically, it was the most stable version of TBC, so they gave us 2.4.3. Uh, but rather than opening everything up, they are still doing everything in phases. So we're going through the different phases for TBC. We are currently in phase two, but I'm going to whisk you back to the days of phase one and my tailoring. I decided to go fire because in 2.4.3, there was a change to Warlocks, which made a spell called Incinerate. Um, buffed it, basically to be even faster I said you know what this is gonna be the best you know spec to go um, it's gonna be more damage than shadow and lo and behold it was uh, which was great uh, a lot of people were thinking no it's not as good it's not as good it's not as good uh, but yeah I was very happy to be proven right um, and I just went down that path anyway because it's a very, very pretty spell, incinerate. It's like flames that crawl across the ground. Very, very cool. Um, and yeah, so I went down that path. I, I did all of my dungeoning. I did all of the heroics and I did all of the quest lines to get into the first raids um, through fire. And in fact, I still have my spellfire outfit despite getting all of tier four in phase one. Any questions at this moment, Farley? No, I think you covered the uh, covered the bases there quite well. How's the guilds doing? Shout out to the what are they called? Countdowns Classic. Just countdown. Shout down. Shout down. <laughs> shout out. Shout out to count. <laughs> shout shout out. Shout to down count to out. count. <laughs> count out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, How's it going? It's good. Uh, there was some drop offs. There was some burnout. I I, I already sorry. I think I. I mentioned this in the previous podcast, there was going to be heroic uh, burnout where you're redoing the dungeons over and over um, uh, and therefore it gets a little bit monotonous uh, some people just, they didn't get the flavour that they wanted from it, so there was a little bit of drop off, uh, but we've had some new people join and things like oh, that so nice. it's, yeah. and it's a very healthy guild at the moment um, yeah, and uh yeah, I, I, I don't know. Any other questions with regards to... Mm, not um, with the burning TBC. Well, I guess, what's your what's your current schedule? Current schedule, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Okay, three so hours. Back on, you're back on to your two days. It's for a yeah. while it dropped now. It did drop. Um, so, we were only raiding Karazhan for a while, which is just yeah. one. And... and we actually got the timing down in that uh, raid down to about an hour and a half. It, it was just a nothing thing, and this was before it even got nerfed as well. So we were uh, we were just trouncing the, that raid really, really quickly. Um, and yeah, like it was, it was good fun. Um, Karazan is a very iconic raid. It's very weird. It's very uh, eclectic. <laughs> it has a lot of things going on in it. You start off uh, in the bottom floor where there is some stables and some undead horses. And then there's a death knight just looking after the, the, the horses, so you kill him. Then you go off up to the dining room or the dining area and there is uh, a bunch of skeletons and ghosts uh, ready to sit down to a meal. And then there's a big boss character called Morose. And he is a, an undead guy, and he's just got ghosts around him. So, okay, it's a ghost raid. You know, everything's undead and things like that. Okay, okay. You move on, um, and you move to <laughs> uh, the concubine chambers. And there is a giant statue uh, called the Maiden of Virtue, who seems to be very against the concubines. So, who, who knows what's going on there. You then move on pass some ghosts again to the opera event where it can be one of three things a retelling of the wizard of oz romeo and juliet or uh, little red riding hood and you just kill a boss based on that flavor um <laughs> you then move on and you're starting to kill giant robots i shit you not um and there is elementals and 
you then kill a dragon, you then kill a ghost dragon, you then play chess, and then at the top there is a big giant draenei that you have to kill as well. It, it, it's a very, very eclectic collection of um, enemies in that one. <laughs> but um, along with that, there there was actually two other raids that were brought at the same time. You've, so you've got... So Karazhan was only a 10-man raid, um, but you also have two 25-man raids. So that is Gruul's Lair and Magtheridon's Lair. But they are very, very quick, straightforward. You can actually do both of them in half an hour, um, where it's just one big boss guy uh, that you're just nuking down and just going to nail the mechanics, really. Nice. I yeah. read <clears throat> that there was a... Oh, on your way to the opera house, there is a bed with two skeletons laying in it, with roses and a knife stuck in it, and one is holding the bottle. Ah, okay, cool. So there is a, a Romeo and Juliet nod before that. Yeah. That's quite cool. That's cool. Um, so, it's been a while since we caught up. And kind of last time, when we left off, you hadn't touched TBC. You're excited about it. Is there, sort of knowing the answer, um, what's the plan? Are they still following the trajectory? Because you thought there wasn't going to be TBC, and then you're like, maybe they'll do TBC and won't do anything after that. Any uh, whispers on the wind? Uh, I mean, I think, and I think the general community wants this as well, that they will move to Wrath of the Lich King after this. Um, so... Right now, I think I briefly mentioned they're bringing out the phases, so we're in the middle of phase two, which was two raids were brought out, Tempest Keep and Serpent Shrine Cavern, um, both of which my guild is nailing at the moment. Um, but we will be going to phase three probably around January, February next year, um, which is the Black Temple. That'll be a longer phase because that's a very, very hard raid and it has a big um, hurdle to allow you in. Um, but after that you get phase four, which is Zulaman, which is super, super easy um, troll raid. Um, and it actually, it's just going to be a catch-up raid so that when phase five comes out, everybody's really, really nicely geared just to sort of take it out nice and easy. Um, but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to each one of these phases. When it comes to the end of Sunwell, uh, which is phase five, um, yeah, I, I don't see any reason they wouldn't move to um, Wrath of the Lich King. That is assuming Blizzard is still around after all these allegations and stuff like that, <laughs> of course. Um, but uh, I would say that, yeah, it, there is no reason they wouldn't go to... I'm not a huge fan of Wrath of the Lich King. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, <laughs> I've only ever heard you say bad things about it. Like, armor's boring and it's The armor's brown. really boring, yeah. <laughs> brown and aesthetics. The only yeah. good thing about it is the final raid, and again, I don't know if I, could, I have the stamina to stay on till the final raid. The final raid is going up against the Lich King. It is doing... Arthas is raiding Ice Crown, and that is quite epic. He's but, he's a fuckface from Warcraft Three, right? For Warcraft Three, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, he's the the paladin that killed everybody in Strathulm and then became the Lich King. Um, so yeah, you, you get to fight him, um, which is which is an epic fight. But I just don't know if I have. The stamina or energy or will or drive to go through um you have to do Naxxramas again um so that was the final raid in world of warcraft classic the very first one they just made that raid again exactly the same but they put it in a different continent same mechanics actually easier mechanics and you just have to do that raid again and like well 
okay, maybe I'd be interested in doing that like once, but I don't think I'd have the energy to run through again. That they then have this Crusader tournament thing, um, which is everybody hates because it's uh, it's like you're not actually using any skills; you're just sort of given vehicles to sort of do stuff in. I believe I don't know enough about it. There's also Ulduar, which is sort of Indiana Jonesy dwarf exploration things, which is apparently quite epic. Again, I've not played it, not seen it. And then the final one is Ice Crown, which is going up against Arthas and his uh, his big sword and his dragon. Yeah, but you because you'd never done you'd only done it in your previous life, your previous WoW life. Yeah. You'd only done the first part of TBC, is that right? Yeah, I'd only ever done uh, Karazhan. I stepped into um, Separate Train Cavern, um, but uh, yeah, I had not done that much at all. I spent most of my WoW life in TBC, in in actuality. I spent a long time in TBC, but I was mostly playing alts. And I was running about exploring, uh, doing more exploration, more leveling, and things like that. I wasn't really into raiding. I didn't have, you know, a, a steady guild or anything like that at that point. Yeah. Well, I did, but it, it just wasn't something I was into. I also just couldn't decide what characters I wanted to play. Um, I ended up, I went in there initially playing as a shadow priest, um, and. I mean that was fun, but it when I actually played it, I wasn't having fun. I then leveled the hunter, and then I found my true love in the paladin. I'm like ah, oh, the paladin do the things, and then so I actually just spent a lot of time just um, uh, doing silly things in, in TBC and not actually doing the raids. But now I'm older, I'm more mature, more focused. Uh, <laughs> and I get to do it all again, and I get to see a completely different side of the game as well. Nice. Uh, before we go, I'll leave you with this. Do you know about the Karazhan Griffin Roost? Griffin Roof. Roost. Roost. Yes, I know something about this. There was supposed to be a flight point up there at one point. Yeah. Yeah. But then it was never connected. But it's still there. And you can go and have a look at it. Yep. And you know that the Karazhan was supposed to be two dungeons. I did not know that. Yeah, so the Karazhan we know goes up the tower, but it was supposed to have a weird sort of Escher-like upside-down tower, which went underground, and it was supposed to be even freakier and more um, upside-down weirdness. (laughs) Upside-downy weirdness. Upside-downy weirdness. Yeah. Uh, and you can see, have you seen the skeletal griffin that flies around Karazhan? Yes, um, that is Nightbeam. Medivh's Mount. Medivh's Mount? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Maybe. Because you get uh, skeletal griffins in the next uh, one as well. They're in Wrath of the Lich King. Yeah. Well, there we go, readers. Uh, Will Richie stick to his promise and quit WoW after TBC? Will he finally delete delete his paladin? I'm not deleting Uh, the paladin. I'm not going to delete the paladin. Did too much stuff. (laughs) He proves he promised. Or will he just play through the entirety of WoW Classic? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Forever until it's caught up. Catch up to retail. Yeah, (laughs) when I'm when I'm sixty, I'll just go back to Classic again. Yeah, 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 Classic, Classic will come out. (laughs) <laughs> uh, which which won't be classic. It will be the classic version of classic. In all actuality, classic classics already come out. Is it? Yeah. For people who don't like the 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 TBC paces that classic yeah. made. So the, they're the brought out um, classic, classic, classic fresh, where you can just level and play classic again. Well, you know, if you know what you like, and it's not. Raiding and it's not blood elves and drain eyes and outlands and, and yeah, yeah, and having that illegal spell that the alliance whinged about. Oh, god, seal of blood, yeah. Uh, you know, they caved and gave, uh, I do. Yeah. yeah, 
follow the news very closely. Very closely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Reviting you, you news. You told me. <laughs> Last, but yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, I think any any anything else to add until we pick this up at some other juncture? Uh, no, I think uh, like the leveling process was so much fun and um, I really enjoyed going through the heroics and really enjoyed my character as well and um, I, I get to do a lot of cool things as well so with the warlock um, I, I get to do some of the tanking as well so there is um, a couple of raid bosses where you don't use traditional tanks you use warlock tanks um, and uh, yeah I, I just got all the stuff I needed for that and I've been doing that tanking it's been so much fun to you know actually contribute as well as throw fire and top the meters <laughs> and how fun was it I guess it was smaller this time around you know when you do all the quests but don't cash them in so then when you can you cash them all in and fly up levels how fun was that the uh, it was very cool I mean I, I think I stayed because I think it opened up at 11 o'clock uh, yeah. like at night um, and I think I stayed up for an hour and a half <laughs> just handing in all of the quests I could and I, I actually I overshot my mark as well uh, I went from I thought I was going to hit just over 61 yeah. but the actual numbers for how much you needed XP wise were wrong so I, I went actually a level and a half into <laughs> 61 so I was already hey I'm flying through this now I can just do all the dungeons and I, I did I went through and did loads of dungeons it was actually quite hard to do open world stuff in full destruction spec I think most people yeah. they were most went um, demonology or affliction because it's easy to level with those ones but of course I'm a dick um, <laughs> and had to stick to my just destruction um and uh yeah uh it, it it was great and uh once i got the spellfire set it's just like my dps went through the roof you know it was so much fun and so many more mechanics and yeah uh, the warlock is definitely the right choice for tbc and i just had a lot of fun with it or i'm having a lot of fun with it yeah yeah it carries on cool um i'm gonna shut up now um yep. That guy's a maniac. Why is there a griffin roost in Karazhan? <laughs> Hello.